Travel Squad podcast. We're four friends that grew up together in the same small town. We followed each other to San Diego, and now we adventure the world together. One passport stamp at a time. We're here to share our travel stories and inspire you to go on your own adventures. Even if it starts with your own backyard. I'm Jamal. Brittany. Kim. And I'm Dana. And And we're we're the Travel Squad podcast. So grab your ticket, your passport, and don't forget your travel insurance. And prepare for takeoff. Hello, fellow travelers. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hey. Welcome to episode 20 of the Travel Squad podcast. Today, we are exploring the city of San Diego, the beautiful city we all call home. There is so much to do in San Diego. There's always new events, festivals, restaurants, and tons of things to do. But there's definitely some iconic things that San Diego is known for. I've lived in San Diego for about five years. I've done a lot. Zena, you've been here for 10 years, right? That is correct. Yes. And you guys have been here for eight years. Eight. Correct. mundo. So we've done a lot. So San Diego, you probably know it as the whale's vagina from the 2004 (laughs) movie Anchorman as Ron Burgundy, newsman, legend. He's still an idol of mine living here in San Diego, Mr. Ron Burgundy. Have you seen the big costume bobblehead guys? They now have at Petco Park with Ron Burgundy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I have (laughs) seen He's really famous around these parts. And you'll find a lot of Ron Burgundy memorabilia at our San Diego airport. That is very true. There's so much to experience in San Diego. Diego, whether you travel alone, with friends, or with family, San Diego offers activities for all. In this episode, we are sharing the top 13 must-dos when visiting or living in San Diego. Let's start it off with some tips for San Diego. Biggest tip is you need a car. There's not good public transportation around San Diego. There is a trolley line. There are buses, of course, but there's not anything like a typical metropolitan city like New York, for example. And so it's very essential to have a car. You can lift an Uber everywhere you go, but having a car is really helpful because if you want to explore different parts of the county, it can take you over an hour to drive from north to south without traffic. And so just being able to see as much as you can see, renting a car is way more affordable. Yeah, it would be a pretty expensive Uber to go from, say, Del Mar to Chula Vista. Yes. Yeah, for the short little distances, if you're going to be downtown to Hillcrest, and we'll get into those areas later, but it's definitely doable. But for the majority of things, you're definitely going to want that vehicle for sure. Yeah. Speaking of the different neighborhoods, that's something you should know about San Diego is they all have a very unique personality. And like Brittany said, you can't really walk from one neighborhood to the next, but you've definitely got to check them all out because they're so different. On top of that, San Diego has very chill vibes throughout the entire city and even the county for that matter. But there's different personalities in each of the neighborhoods. As Kim was saying, this is a Southern California town. It is a beach town. But even though people think it's beachy, you go a few miles inland, it starts to become desert, humid. So a lot of varying landscapes, but definitely very chill Southern California vibes without that Los Angeles hustle and bustle feel, which I really love about San Diego. Mm-hmm. San Diego is a little bit pricey, but you can find reasonably priced places. And I do believe that it's pretty affordable. Compared to say in New York or Chicago, it's on the lower end, but it's still a bit pricey. So 
Yeah, living costs are really expensive here, but in terms of going out to eat food, it's just average American prices. Nothing too, too crazy, I yeah. would say. And then the last tip before we get into the must-dos is if you're coming here, you're probably going to be looking at Hotel Circle for a hotel. There's a lot of hotels over there, motels, different price points, and it's a good central location, but you should know that it's not a very fun area to be in. It's kind of in Mission Valley. It's in the middle of like a freeway area. There's not much around. So it's you're nice. literally surrounded by other hotels. So there's not much to do mm-hmm. on the circle. There are a couple malls in the area, but still not necessarily within walking distance. I mean, hence the name Hotel Circle. That's what there is around there. Squad tip, which is like a pro tip, but from the squad. Yeah. If you look at hotels on Hotel Circle, you're going to see that it's within a mile or maybe even less of downtown. And while that is accurate, you should know that you're still going to have to take a bus or an Uber, which is going to be like five to 10 miles, depending on what whichever route you go. And the reason why it's labeled as a mile when you're looking at it online is there's a very big hill, Bachman, that you're going to have to walk up. And then once you walk up, then you're going to walk all the way down Sixth Street into downtown. That itself is a little bit less than a mile, but it's not recommended to do that. So I do know people who have been fooled thinking that they were going to be downtown in that area. Yeah, they have that advertised in that area just because of the radius to there. But in terms of main roads to get there, it's definitely farther and not as walkable as you would think. So our first must-do, and these are in no particular order at all whatsoever. These are just must-dos that we think you should do. So our first must-do is Coronado Island and Hotel Dell. And I love Coronado and Hotel Dell because it holds a very special place in my heart. Jamal and I actually got married on the beach at Hotel Del Coronado and it was just a very simple ceremony but it was beautiful. Magical. Yeah so Coronado is actually a separate city from San Diego but from downtown San Diego and even from Coronado you could see back and forth real quick it's very famous for its iconic bridge that stretches between downtown to Coronado but the claim to fame there is the beaches and the Hotel Del Coronado and the Hotel Del Coronado is actually one of the few surviving examples of a specific American architectural genre, which is the wooden Victorian beach resort look. And as a matter of fact, this Victorian style hotel is the second largest wooden structure in the United States after the Tillamook Air Museum in Oregon. I did not know that. Yeah. I do know that they filmed, I think it's Some Like It Hot with Marilyn Monroe there. A lot of famous people have stayed there over the years. Yeah. And it's said to be haunted. That it is. So funny story that you mentioned that Jamal and I stayed the night at the Hotel Del Coronado on our wedding night. Did it get creepy? I, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we're lying in bed and we had the bathroom light on. And while we were lying in bed, it turned off without oh my God. anyone touching it. And Jamal was freaking out just a Because bit. I've known the story that the hotel's haunted. So wait a minute. Did the did a light bulb go out? And no, that's why just the out? lights turned off. The, okay. the switch move well you guys are all getting ahead of yourself just imagine (laughs) a light and then all of a sudden there's no light anymore okay the light went off that simple then i went to go check on it come to find out that it is a censored light so when it senses no activity in there even though you have the switch on it turns off because it's just like a push button switch it's not a flip up flip down okay 
But when you walk through the hotel, especially on the floors where there's rooms for guests, you can feel the hotel creak. You can feel that it's still it's wooden architecture and you can feel the structure of it. Yeah. And it's a really fancy hotel. So when Brittany says like you could hear it creaking, it's not like it's old, run down. It's still in very good condition. It is a popular tourist attraction, still a popular place for people to stay, celebrities alike. And like Kim was saying, a lot of celebrities have stayed there. A lot of American presidents have stayed there and even royalty visiting from overseas have stayed there. I really want to do their Sunday champagne brunch. It's like it's it, like a hundred dollars a person. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've looked into it. It's fancy schmancy. There are many, that would be a spread. Oh. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I really want to do that so bad. I've done bottomless mimosa brunches, plenty of other places, but never there. And I want to. So just to know that there are only two ways to get to Coronado. You either have to drive over the Coronado Bridge, which is over the bay, to get to the island, or you can take the Strand, which is. Just a straight piece of land connecting Imperial Beach to Coronado, which is Imperial Beach is another part of San Diego. That's a nice little drive. It is a very nice scenic drive. Also, if you're coming to San Diego around Christmas time, the weather is going to be great. And you can actually do ice skating at the Hotel Dell right in front of the ocean. And they just kind of like pop up this ice skating rink. And it's really cool. And later at night, they have a whole bunch of bonfires on the beach as well. Yeah, it's a really nice place to go. On top of just the beaches and the hotel, there is a park called Centennial Park. And it gives really great views of downtown San Diego from that park. So if you're looking for a nice view go check it out it's also not far walking distance from coronado brewing company so two for one number two on our list is going to be mount soledad now mount soledad is a veterans memorial on the top of the la jolla hills and la jolla is a very exclusive neighborhood if you will a lot of affluent people live there and at the top they do have a veterans memorial with a big giant cross at the top of the mountain and it gives you 360 degree panoramic view of the city so you can see to the ocean you can see a little bit to the north on a clear day you could see south to downtown and even to mexico so really really nice scenic point to go see a beautiful 360 degree view of san diego have you done that kim i still have not done that wow i know you know it's such a simple thing but every time that we have people visiting us we always take them there and it's always a highlight like they love it it's always a crowd pleaser for them it really is yeah it's so simple and free. Absolutely. You can live here for five years and still not have done things that every first timer should do. Exactly. So much to do. Number three on our list is Sunset Cliffs and the Ocean Beach area of San Diego. Also known as OB. OB. So OB is known for its like hippie, grungy kind of vibes. Very, very chill, a lot of pot smokers, but a cool area. And Sunset Cliffs is a beautiful cliffside part of the coast where obviously is great for sunsets. Hence the name. (laughs) Yes, it's it's beautiful. Brittany and I have done a little jogging over there in the mornings. And there's actually a beach right below it. So you can get to it from two ways. If the tide is low enough, you can walk down the stairs and then walk over toward the beach. Or you can rappel down the mountain with a rope that they've put up. And it's called Garbage Beach, but it's not garbage. It's beautiful. There's not like lifeguards there. It's, It's a little more lesser known. So giving you an inside scoop here. Hence the name Garbage Beach, because I think the locals want to keep the tourists out. Yeah, and here we are giving you a squad tip, by the way. 
Squad yeah. tip, garbage beach is good. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because there are no lifeguards there, so you can drink on the beach and you can bring your dog without a leash. Oh, Kim likes to break the law then. Is that what she's saying? I, I didn't say that. <laughs> I didn't say that. Sunset Cliffs is a special place in my heart because when Jamal and Brittany moved down, we moved to that area and I used to go running to Sunset Cliffs all the time. I ran with you too once, Brittany, remember? Yeah, I'm not a big runner, but I did run with you once. And we used to always do walks to Sunset Cliffs as well. Yes, and do you remember when I was texting with a guy and I was so into the text that I missed the fact that I was walking into a fence and I stumbled and fell into someone's yard <laughs> and that. completely scraped up my leg and then they came out because I screamed so loud and I was like, I'm sorry, I tripped over your fence. I remember before I moved here, when I came down to visit, we went there and we were climbing down to the water. We went down the stairs. Yeah. And the tide was coming up and I was like against the cliff wall trying to like shimmy across. And I remember getting stuck and you guys were just sitting there laughing at me, taking pictures of me. Because you were an amateur at that time. Yeah. (laughs) At any given weekend, you'll usually find a wedding out there as well. It's a popular spot for weddings and it's just a really popular place to, at least for us, when we have people visiting, to take them out out there. Yeah, a lot of people go out there. You have tons of homes that line the street. So it's a major street that runs through Sunset Cliffs. There's homes on one side. On the other side, obviously, there's the cliff, but there is a walking path there. So people take their dogs, people run, exercise. But my favorite spot of Sunset Cliffs is the stairs at the very, very end. A lot of surfers go there and take the stairs down, do some surfing in that area. But at low tide, it's really, really nice because you can walk out on the rocks. You can see a lot of tide pools and see some crabs, starfish that are just there in the rocks for you to look at. And it's really, really fun to do, really beautiful, and definitely go there and watch the sunset. I can't tell you how many times Brittany and I have gone there to watch sunsets. Nothing quite like it. Another big thing that Obi is known for is their farmer's market on Wednesday nights. I think it's from 4 to 8 p.m. And it's really fun. They'll have belly dancers. They have little music performers, lots of vendors, food. It's chill. It's very, very hippie vibes. But there is a lot of good places to eat in Ocean Beach. Some of my favorite restaurants Mm -hmm. in San Diego. One of them is Pizza Port. Love their pizza. They're an awesome brewery as well. And Hodad's, they're very famous Mm. for their burgers. I love myself a Hodad's burger. So lots to do down in that Ocean Beach Sunset Cliffs Obi Noodle House too. Oh my God, I love Obi Noodle House. They have these PB Jamo shots that are peanut butter and Jameson and some other stuff that they will not give away their recipe. And they're so good. Squad tip for Hodads. There's another location downtown that's not as busy. This location in OB is busy simply because it's right there on the beach and because it's really good. And I really like Wonderland Bar. I've personally spent an entire day there getting wasted. Nice. (laughs) Squad tip for Wonderland is that every day at sunset hour, they do a shot with the bar. Oh, no shit. See, I even learn new stuff every day. All right. Number four on our list is Cabrillo Monument. I love this place. I've been there several times. It's also another one of those crowd pleasers. Okay, it took me five years to get here, so don't feel bad about oh my Solidad. Yeah, everyone told me that I should go see it, but you have to pay a little bit of a cover charge, so I didn't go. And then finally, I had a friend visiting from overseas, and I took her there because I said, everyone says we should go there, and I couldn't believe how beautiful it was and that it took me so long to get there. Yeah, so the reason why there is a fee 
Cabrillo Monument is actually a national monument and it's on the southern tip of the Point Loma Peninsula and that Point Loma Peninsula comes down and it creates one of the entrances into the San Diego Bay. But the monument commemorates the landing of Juan Rodriguez Cabrillo in San Diego Bay in the year 1542 and the reason why it's so significant and the U.S. government has declared it a national monument is this is the first time Europeans set foot on what would later become the West Coast of the United States. So if you go, it costs about $20 for a car to enter. But if you walk or bike in, it's $10. They do have a few free days that you can get in, like Veterans Day or MLK Day. But if you're not going on one of those days, be prepared to pay the entrance fee. Real quickly, though, you said it's $10 for walkers. It's going to be like several miles because again it's at the tip of the point loma peninsula so be prepared to walk or you're gonna have to have an uber or a lyft drop you off that's true because it's at the point of point loma there are beautiful views into downtown and onto coronado which has the navy base on it and i personally did a bayside trail and it was a two mile out and back along the point of point loma looking out onto that area and it was so beautiful isn't that the hike that you lost your toenail no <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, though, no? Yeah, that was, it was not a two-mile hike that I lost my toenail on. <laughs> Just kidding. It's a little baby hike to lose a toenail on. But it's really nice out there. Beautiful scenic views. Like Brittany said, you can see into Coronado, but you can see into the ocean. It gives you views of the bay, so it's really good. I don't want to say panorama, but you have lots of different sights to see from that point. And it's just so beautiful to see the dramatic seaside that San Diego has for you guys. And I think you can see uh, Mexico from there too of course you can and there's also tide pools and i don't know if you guys have gone to experience the tide pools there but i've enjoyed it they have a lot of information along the area just letting you know what you can see it's very beautiful so number five is the zoo and safari park i love the zoo the san diego zoo is world famous world we famous used to have san pandas. Diego zoo. we used to have pandas until china took them back huh They'll be back one I day. Know. Well, just random little tidbit for people who didn't know. Every panda that you see in a zoo outside of China, China owns them. They lease them to countries. And each country has to pay like a million dollars for so many years to have the panda in the exhibit. And I don't think San Diego renewed the contract, so we no longer have the world famous panda. But beyond that, there are so many other animals that you could see at the San Diego Zoo. It's really famous for their exhibits that they have, how much space space. They give a lot of the other animals. But along with the zoo, San Diego also does have a safari park, which is about 30 miles outside the city of San Diego. And their safari park is open to visitors. You can actually do a real safari out there where they have giraffes, antelope, other African big game animals. And you take a tram around like it's a real safari. But the safari park's claim to fame is that it is actually a major conservation center for a lot of endangered animals. And if you guys just want to remember back to our episode where we did the Big Sur, not Big Sur road trip, and we talked about going to Pinnacles and we mentioned the California condors, the, the California condors. <laughs> As a matter of fact, before they released them to the wild, they were actually taken care of and bred in the San Diego Zoo Safari Park. 
And going back to the zoo, because Jamal really didn't touch much on the zoo at all. No, I just got so excited about the safari <laughs> park, too. But the zoo is great. Yeah, I didn't mean to get ahead or anything like the that. The zoo is so big. When you enter, you should take one of the maps and just be strategic. Look at the areas that you're interested in going to and map it out on a route because it is so big. You can spend all day there walking around. So just some things to know. They do have a few hidden escalators through the park to take you up to some exhibits if you guys do know that it took a while Mm. for Jamal and I to find some of those and kind of work those into the paths that we used to take because Jamal and I actually had a membership to the zoo at one point in time so did I yeah the zoo membership's great you know what I only used it once though that's unfortunate (laughs) (laughs) but like Brittany was saying those escalators you could get to the gorilla exhibit on the backside with the escalators versus having to go Mm. all the way up the hill from the front side yeah and then also the zoo has a sky fari so at the front of the park they have a tram a sky tram I should say and it'll take you to the back of the park however it's just one way so if you've kind of completed everything that you wanted to do at the front of the park take it go all the way across the park it'll take you to the very back and then you can hit up what is in the back side of the park strategic okay guys so Jamal Brittany and I went to the zoo on May 28th 2012 and I have a few quotes of Jamal from Jamal of his zoo loving free spirited oh you're pulling this up on your phone you saved notes huh i wow. did notes on what jamal said at the zoo in 2012 because you know i do have like like jamal is a very very funny guy and he says these really silly funny things and so i was like oh that's a good one i'm gonna write that one down and so jamal made a few zingers that day at the zoo one was about the cheetah and he just has this big goofy smile on his face and he looks at me and he says big cats are so beautiful <laughs> they are majestic can't you just see him saying that and then he fell in love with a pygmy falcon and he I had a conversation the with the pygmy falcon <laughs> he said that bird is so cool he's like a falcon but miniature that's right buddy i'm admiring you i was really impressed by the pygmy falcon i was impressed by the pygmy falcon I mean, a falcon's a bird of prey. They usually hunt, kill, and they're huge. This thing was pygmy, meaning little. It was like the size of Tweety Bird. Oh my gosh. And it was, could kill you. I mean, pygmy falcon. you said it yourself, like a falcon, but miniature. Yes, it was. And then finally, when we were looking at the <laughs> rhinos, you really enjoyed the rhinos. I love and rhinos. Anyone that's looking at our website knows that, you know, the safari was one of your most favorite things. The real one in My Africa, yes. My biggest regret. Mm-hmm. And Jamal looked at that rhino with admiration and said, look at him basking in the sun, wishing he was back in Africa. Yes, he probably <laughs> was. Those are some good quotes. Some if gems you, from Jamal. If you only have the time in San Diego to do one of the parks though I would recommend the zoo would you guys agree I would I would mm-hmm. if you had to choose but one but the safari park is just one. as good I know you're not too prone on the safari park I like it I just think the zoo is better you know what's weird about the zoo though I guess it's just animals but every single time I go animals are always fucking <laughs> <laughs> always I'm like okay they have nothing better the to turtles do. like are very loud too they make some weird noises. The giant tortoises, you yes. mean? Yeah, those things are huge. Brittany and I have encountered a couple of them mating at that point. Oh, my too. God. Also, didn't know zebras had such big penises. I thought, and rhinos, too. I thought it was like a fucking fifth leg. Do you remember? I remember you telling me that. And I remember seeing the pictures, too, because like legit, I thought it was a fifth leg, too. It's like a kickstand that just like (laughs) it comes out of nowhere, you know, and you were like standing next to a British lady. And do you remember you tell that story? Yeah, I was standing next to a British lady and she goes, oh, 
my God. <laughs> nice is accent. That what I think it is. <laughs> it was so good. The, the, her comment or both? <laughs> <laughs> but nonetheless, dirty jokes aside, the zoo and the safari park are definitely really, really famous, iconic things in San Diego. And like I said, the zoo is world famous. I promise you, more than likely, you've never been to a better zoo in your life. And that's just not us being biased. That's fact. Correct. And so the zoo is right there around Balboa Park area, and that is number six on our list, Balboa Park. Balboa Park is as famous in San Diego as, say, Central Park is to New York. It's a big deal. It's actually bigger than Central Park. Really? Mm -hmm. I would have never guessed. Makes sense. I didn't know that. I know Central Park is narrow but long, but Balboa Park is a big, giant square. So I guess it makes sense when you put it that way. Sure. when you think about what's in Balboa Park, the zoo is in it. There's lots of hiking, walking trails. Me and Brittany did a difficult Difficult hike. hike. It was labeled difficult. We got up at five in the morning. It was not even light out yet. We're like ready to do this difficult hike. It was strolling through the park. It ended up being like 10 miles or something. And that was probably why it was labeled difficult, but it was not difficult. It we were, wasn't difficult. We were walking by like people sleeping in the park. Yeah. Anyway, it also encompasses a lot of museums. And that's one of the really big draws of Babylon Park are all the museums. And we encourage you guys to explore, you know, your own backyards. And a lot of people do live here in San Diego. So if you guys are listening here in San Diego, just want to remind you that on Tuesdays, they have free museums to the residents of San Diego. And they rotate which museums are open to the public and free every Tuesday. So there's a list online that, you know, this Tuesday, there's going to be four that are free. Next Tuesday, there's going to be another four that are free for the public. So it's a good way to kill some time and get to know your city a little bit better. And we're not talking about museums where you go in and see paintings yes we have those but they have an air and um, air and space museum natural, natural history. history museum what else is there reuben h fleet museum of man Mm-hmm. Torture yeah. Museum. Yeah, so the Torture Museum isn't one that rotates on the free rotation, but I have been in with my dad and oh my god there are some crazy ways that they can fucking torture you, man. I went to the torture museum in Mexico City with Nicole and it was just so disturbing. You can't look away. <laughs> you just can't look away. I know. But at the same time, you're like, who the fuck thought of this? I know. Like, that's disgusting. There's so many ingenious ways to hurt another human being, as sad as that is, you know? Unbelievable. Yeah. But yeah, so they have that there. But also beyond museums, it is a park. So there's a lot of recreation to do. One of my favorite things to do there and it's really really popular is play frisbee golf and in balboa park there is a famous field called morley field where you can play frisbee golf and you'll see a lot of people out there don't be intimidated because a lot of people that are out there are actually real frisbee golf sharks so so good at it i always feel like an amateur when i'm out there but don't let that intimidate you but it's one of my favorite things to do in balboa park and since it's san diego the weather is always perfect here for 95 percent of the year Mm -hmm. so it's always a good time to go to the park and play frisbee golf yeah there's also an actual golf course there's tennis courts there's a swimming pool a public swimming pool you can go to japanese tea garden mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and lots of restaurants too yeah have you guys eaten at the prado, the prado yes, yes. Yeah. it's one it's of my new good. favorite san diego restaurants actually very in good. balboa park 
Mm-hmm. And you can always see weddings, quinceañeras going on. It's just a really nice place. And they do have a bridge that goes over the 163 highway that you can walk into a portion of Balboa Park where all the museums are housed. And it's a huge, huge bridge. And one of my favorite things about flying back into San Diego, if you're sitting on the right side of the airplane, you will be able to see that bridge very prominently versus if you're on the left side, you'll be able to see downtown San Diego when you're landing. Good to know. Yeah, because the park's over the flight path, so the planes come in really, really low here in San Diego, and so it's really fun to see if you're an aviation enthusiast. But number seven on our list is going to be the Mission Beach, Pacific Beach area, and in Mission Beach, it's really famous for Belmont Park, which is pretty much a seaside amusement park. You could equate it to Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk or maybe the Santa Monica Pier because there is a roller coaster. They do have a few rides attractions so it has that feel but in mission beach and pacific beach there is a huge promenade that you can walk across that lines the beach which is really really nice i remember going to mission beach as a kid and there was always this guy that would rollerblade down the promenade in a speedo good for him it probably still is that guy <laughs> rollerblading down in a speedo but it is a great place to lounge and people watch yes and it's a it's one of the touristy areas so there's restaurants there's a couple bars it's family friendly and then if you walk down the beach boardwalk what would you say like a mile or so you get yourself into pb pacific beach and this is one of my favorite areas of san diego i lived in pacific beach for four years and it's got a reputation for being a party neighborhood of san diego (laughs) i have a reputation for being a party neighborhood a party girl (laughs) so it's really fun there's lots of bars nightlife it's got cool vibes there's people out all the time yeah you can definitely get into some fun in PB. And so what PB also has is a famous rollerblader who doesn't wear Speedos, but he does rollerblade in extremely slow motion with slow, exaggerated movements every single day he's out there. His name is Slow Mo, and he even has an Instagram that you can go check out. Oh, wow. Wow. Mm -hmm. I'll have to check it out. Almost like the Bushman in San Francisco. Mm -hmm. Famous for being in a certain area. But like Kim was saying, Mission Beach, Pacific Beach, really good nightlife. But the beaches there are great, but it is a good alternative to downtown area as a nightlife area of San Diego. Very famous for that. I do love the beaches. There's a pier there and there's a lot of surfing. Good surfing right there. If you get into North PB a little bit, it's a little quieter. Whereas if you're down more in the Central PB, Mission Beach, it's a little louder bars a little bit more rowdy so who has ridden the roller coaster at belmont park I have. I still haven't done it. I unfortunately have not. I want to ride it so bad, but Brittany, when she says yes, she's talking about when she came down here as a kid and rode it. But now Brittany still loves roller coasters, but she's not a wooden roller coaster fan because she thinks they're too jerky. I don't mind them, so I want to ride it, but it's like, I don't want to do it alone. Squad trip. Yeah, I was going to say, if somebody raises their hand, who wants to ride it with me? We will do do it and we'll bring it to you live on our Instagram. (laughs) But before we get, yeah, that sounds fun. Right? Okay, so real quickly, that. Yes, I have done it. Yes, it was as an adult, but it was super late at night and I don't know how much I had to drink. So it made it more fun, I imagine. I never would go on it because I was scared of roller coasters. But ever since we went to Disneyland in China and I rode Tron, I am no longer scared. Oh my gosh, we need to take a squad trip to Six Flags Magic Mountain. Whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on, hold on. A little too extreme of roller coasters for Kim. But before we get off of Mission Beach PB area, if anybody goes there, definitely go to baked 
Bear, one of my mm. favorite sweet treat places in San Diego. They're very famous for baking cookies, all types, whether they be snickerdoodles, chocolate chip, macadamia nuts. They'll bake fresh cookies and you can make cookie ice cream sandwiches with lots of different flavors of ice cream. And donut ice cream sandwiches. What? I haven't been there since mm-hmm. they've done donuts. And Look at waffle this. ice cream sandwiches. What? Yeah, they have everything now. One of my favorite sweet treats. There oh, might good. be a line, but it's okay. Just wait in it. Yeah. Endure it. One more thing you should know about in PB is Kate Sessions Park. It's on the top of Mount Soledad Road, and it's not a big park. It's a decent-sized park. There's lots of dogs off leashes there, but it has the most amazing view of, of San Diego. You can see the ocean, downtown, the whole sprawling city. Very, very pretty. It's a very chill place to be. I like to bring a bottle of champagne, little cheese and crackers sit out there and just sunbathe and let my dog run around. Definitely a place you would want to check out if you are in PB. It is one of my top three favorite places in San Diego. Top three. Wow. Yeah, Look I at love that. It. You know, the next time that you're there, go up Soledad Mountain Road up to the memorial. Check it out. Check it Add out. that on. Okay. Our number eight must-do is Torrey Pine State Reserve, and it is in the La Jolla area, and it's such a beautiful place to hike with ocean views. Kim and I have done some hiking there. Jamal and I have done some hiking there. Zana, have you been there to hike? I have not hiked there, but I have been there. Most of the hikes are pretty easy, maybe moderate, but not very difficult at all. Very pretty. The beach, too, is beautiful. It's just like there's no seaweed. It's a big beach. It's all clear. It's one of my favorite places to swim. This place also has a Torrey Pines golf course, which is very prominent in that area. And this is where Scott Peterson, if those of you who are familiar back in the early 2000s, he murdered his wife and his unborn child. And then he left. He's from Modesto area, came down to San Diego, and he was caught hiding in plain sight on the Torrey Pines golf course there in Torrey Pines. Wow. So one of the hikes that Kim and I did at Torrey Pines, we actually were able to see whales out in the distance. Do you remember that, Kim? Mm -hmm. And we continued up the road because it's kind of up a mountain. And there's one point where you can end up going onto the beach and ending the hike on the beach and then walking back to the lot from there. Just very nice, very scenic place to go. You can also walk more south and end up in Black's Beach, which is one of San Diego's, I think, only nude beaches. Naked beach. So you'll see a lot of other things besides whales out there. (laughs) (laughs) And the golf course that they have out there is really famous just as well. They have a lot of PGA tours that come to Torrey Pines. They have it every year, but the name Torrey Pines actually gets the name from the Torrey Pine trees that are in the area. And this is the only place on earth where the Torrey Pines grow. They're endangered just as well. So you can definitely see that if you're into botany or into trees. And just one last thing, if you are going to the state reserve portion, Just know that there is a $10 parking lot fee. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. Hey, squaddies, we want to share one of our favorite travel products with you. Liquid IV is a category winning hydration brand fueling your well being while traveling. 
One stick fits into 16 ounces of water to give you three times the electrolytes of traditional sports drinks and hydrates you two times faster than water alone. Their half-ounce hydration multiplier powder packet is the one product you need in every suitcase, carry-on, and day pack. We use it while flying on planes because flights can be so dehydrating. We use it when we feel jet-lagged, when we're out on a hike, and after a long night out that has us feeling worn out. In just one stick, you get five essential vitamins, B3, B5, B6, B12, and vitamin C. Liquid IV also now comes in 12 delicious and refreshing flavors to keep your hydration routine exciting. Our favorites are the lemon-lime and tangerine with immune support. It's made with premium ingredients, all non-GMO and gluten, dairy, and soy-free. Get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use Travel Squad Podcast at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TRAVELSQUADPODCAST at liquidiv.com. Hey travelers, let's break for a quick layover to talk about our San Diego itinerary we created for first-time visitors. This full-day guide takes you on an epic day down the San Diego coast. Starting your morning with coffee in Del Mar to ending your day with dinner on Harbor Island with a view of downtown across the water. This 13-page itinerary hits all the coastal highlights and beach towns with drive times, how long you need in each place, and so much more. We've taken all the guesswork out of the planning, so all you have to do is show up and have fun. You can purchase this itinerary on TravelSquadPodcast.com for $30 or message us a screenshot of your five-star written review on Apple Podcasts and we'll send it to you for free. So travel on over and get yours today. Okay, moving on to number nine on our list, just in the same area is La Jolla Cove. And this is a cool little place that's very family friendly. La Jolla is a really nice area that you can see sea lions. There's lots of sea lions out there. Also really great for snorkeling. Yeah, a lot of people go to La Jolla Cove. So La Jolla, again, just as a reminder to anybody listening, is one of the more affluent neighborhoods of San Diego. But it is on the waterfront and you can go to the cove. They are famous for their seals, sea lions that are there. It can get a little bit of smelly with all the big animals that are hanging out over there. But nonetheless, a lot of people go there to go kayaking, to go snorkeling, but it's still just really fun to see to go see the wildlife i would equate it almost if you were in san francisco to go to pier 39 you see the seals sea lions that are there you can do the very same thing here in san diego at la jolla cove you can also go down into the beach and swim and you have sea lions all up in the water there i actually have gone swimming in la jolla cove i went snorkeling out there you can see tiger sharks in that part of la jolla in july and august and that's when i was out there and there were sea lions right next to danger ninja out there well, What's I was tiger I mean, they can be. Oh, no. The leopard sharks. Leopard sharks. Okay. I was yes, gonna say, tigers not tiger are, sharks. Tigers are oh, my God. No. <laughs> no, no. These are leopard sharks are like max, like four feet, usually okay, smaller. Okay. Not dangerous at all or else there would be no fucking way I would be out there. But it is kind of cool to have sea lions like swimming right next to you, just jumping out of the water. Yeah, it's cool. That being said, don't try to touch them or pet them or anything like that. When I first moved down to San Diego, they actually revamped this area. You were only previously able to look down at them and they rebuilt it so that you can go down the staircase and onto the beach Mm -hmm. and be up close. And it's not just beach there too. You're going to find like the nicest of nicest restaurants in that area. And it's going to be pretty tough to find a parking spot unless you're a parking spot manifester. 
yeah, a lot of restaurants and posh shops. Again, La Jolla is a more affluent area, so a lot of ritzy shops and restaurants in that area. There's one well. restaurant I am dying to go to there. Is it George's at the Cove? No, I've been there. Beautiful. I am dying to go to the marine room because certain times of year when the tide is high enough, it's right on the water. So the waves will crash into the window while you're eating right inside. Oh my God. I've been there. Did you have the waves crashing on the windows too? I'm just kidding. I've never been there. Oh. So moving along, our number 10 must-do in San Diego is the Del Mar Racetrack in the Summer Fair. This is a fun one, guys. On a side note, this is seasonal. The fair is only one time a year, and the Del Mar Racetrack and Fairgrounds, where they have it, it's very famous for their horse races, but they only happen at certain times of year, so it is seasonal if you're here at the right time. Has anyone ever been to the racetrack while races were going on? I have have. not done the races. Kim, you have. Yes, Yes. I've bet on horses and they usually do concerts after. So you only pay six bucks to get into the races. If you're there before the concert starts, I think they end at like 6 p.m. the races do. Then you get the concert for free. So I've seen Weezer there. I've seen Ludacris, Ziggy Marley. Luda. Luda. (laughs) Get out the way. (laughs) I went for like, it was some kind of work socializer. So I don't know like necessarily what the ticket cost was since I got it for free. But yeah, you're able to bet on the horses. And then of course, you know, when you win, you get to go collect your winnings and they have a window where you have to report to the IRS for people who win big because race betting is a serious, serious sport. And then they do walk the horses out into a certain area where you can look at the horses up close and personal and then decide on who you want to bet. Fun fact, the Del Mar racetrack and fairgrounds is one of the oldest attractions in San Diego. It's been here for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Jessica Simpson and Nicholas Shea came to the Del Mar racetrack when they were married and filming the Newlyweds show. And if I'm not mistaken, I think Entourage filmed an episode out there. Another fun fact, I'm planning my 30th birthday party here. Dirty 30. So Jamal and I have never been to the racetrack, which we should go because mm-hmm. you will go. I <laughs> need to, but we have been to the Del Mar Fair. Have you guys been to the Del Mar Fair? I miss the fair every year. I've only been once, but I never bought a bed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How many beds have you bought? Only one, one from there. Okay. <laughs> Lena's giving us a hard time, but the Del Mar Fair is San Diego County's fair and it's really, really popular to go to. And it's actually one of the better fairs that I've ever been to, even in comparison to the California State Fair. I don't want to put that down because that's close to our hometown and I love Mm -hmm. it. But the San Diego Del Mar Fair is great and lots of food, lots of good exhibits. And definitely if you're here during the summer, they run it all the way from the start of June till 4th of July. So if you're here during the summer months, definitely be sure to catch it. There are so many good places to eat at the San Diego Fair as well. There's so many good vendors. Jamal and I love walking around and planning out what we're going to eat and snack on throughout the entire day. So what are some of the, your guys' favorite things that you've eaten at the fair? Too much good stuff to even recall. One of the more famous vendors is Chicken Charlie's. Mm-hmm. If anyone's ever heard of it, have you guys I've ever heard, heard of it, Chicken Charlie's? Yeah, it. Chicken Charlie's is really famous. I ended up getting something from them once, which was a Krispy Kreme 
donut hamburger. (laughs) Yeah, that was actually pretty good. It was basically a triple cheeseburger and my buns were the... Donuts. Krispy Kreme donuts, original (laughs) glaze. But last year we went there and we got, it was like a Hawaiian bowl. And so they took half a pineapple and they carved out the middle and inside of it they put a whole bunch of rice and... It was like a pineapple pineapple fried rice and teriyaki chicken. We should have that next time. It was so Mm. good. Next time we podcast record Jamal. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. (laughs) It's got to wait for pineapple season. But lots of good food. To answer your question, I don't have a favorite. I mean, the fear is you just always want to eat junk food and there's so much good junk food that it's really tough to make a decision. They have a lot of ethnic stuff, Middle Eastern, Greek, barbecue, chicken charlies. So the whole smorgasbord. Mm -hmm. And if you didn't pick up on the joke earlier, you can also buy a bed there as Jamal and Brittany have. Yeah, they have a ton of exhibit halls and in the exhibit halls, they have, you know, mattress firm and they're testing out beds, hot tubs, swings, massaging chairs, everything you can think of, you can find in the exhibit halls. Yeah, go get a free massage in the exhibit hall. Why not? (laughs) We do. But moving along, number 11 on our list is checking out the downtown area. And downtown is famous for several things, but one particular district in downtown is the Gas Lamp District. Gas Lamp, that's my hood. And it's the iconic historic downtown area of San Diego. Right now, it's just really famous for its bars and restaurants and more so the nightlife. So this is downtown area's nightlife I was actually downtown last night. Enjoying oh, yeah. the nightlife at Omnia. Oh, very part nice. Part of the Hakkasan group. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, Hakkasan. But yeah, they have a lot of clubs, nightclubs. They also have like bars that almost every bar turns into like a nightclub-esque kind of a place at night. So even if it's a restaurant, you have to be 21 to go in. So it's not really family friendly at night and it gets wild out there. But there is a lot of other stuff to do right across the railroad tracks. As a matter of fact, from the gas lamp area is the San Diego Convention Center where they have Comic-Con every year. Very famous for that. Right by the convention center, they have Seaport Village, which is another touristy area. You should also know Gaslamp, though, besides just the nightlife, it is historic. So there's a ton of really cool buildings and we don't have that deep of history on the West Coast, but it is nice to see more of like 1800s, early 1900s type of buildings out there. And really close to downtown is a little neighborhood called Little Italy, and it has so many good Italian restaurants and bars. I love their farmer's market. They have farmers on Saturday. On Saturdays, they have like over 150 vendors and crafts and plants. And it's just really cool to walk around and explore. They're really exploding with restaurants, really good restaurants in Little Italy besides Italian ones. One of my favorite things about Little Italy, going back to Balboa Park, we were saying the planes fly over Balboa Park. That's on the hill. But below the hill is Little Italy, even closer to the airport. So if anyone is an aviation enthusiast, likes to see planes, or even you don't think you're an aviation enthusiast, it's still fun to be in that area and see how low and close the planes fly to the downtown area where you are. It's one of my favorite parts of San Diego just simply for that. Mm -hmm. I love being on the five freeway when you're stuck in traffic and just all these airplanes like seriously it's within 60 seconds of each one the way that they're just timed perfectly to land southwest Alaska Delta they're just flying over you and you're like shit man. One last fun fact about Little Italy is we did go out to our restaurant to eat on the date that our podcast launched, which was August 15th, 2019. And we went to a steakhouse called Born and Raised in Little Italy. 
It's one of the newer ones in Little Italy. It's super cute inside. Food's good, and they have a rooftop bar. It has like a 1920s Art Deco ambiance like inside. Kind yeah, of vibe. yeah. So that's the downtown area, but a lot of party area has migrated outside of downtown. But still, you can't go to a city without seeing the downtown area. And there's a lot of little hidden gyms and fun things to do in that area. I live downtown and I work downtown. So if you want any downtown tips, hit me up. Tim's and I your got downtown you. gal. <laughs> drinking her cosmopolitan and whatnot. <laughs> Just kidding. I got all the rooftop bar information. <laughs> so from Little Italy, continuing up the hill, that's where you're going to reach Hillcrest and North Park. They're two separate neighborhoods. Which is our number 12. Number 12. Yes. Thank you. Two separate neighborhoods, but they kind of blend into one. But very different. North Park is more hipstery, chill, a lot of breweries there. Hillcrest is the gay neighborhood. So you got a lot of gay clubs. This is where they do the Pride Festival and Parade every year. Really fun event if you've never been to it. I like Hillcrest. One, I used to live there when I first moved here and you can walk everywhere. So I know like we've been talking about the fact that San Diego is not a walkable place, but Hillcrest is just like its own community. So I would walk to the library. I would walk to the grocery store. It didn't make sense to drive. This is why I had to learn how to parallel park because there's no place (laughs) to park. And when I would go out at night, these are the clubs and they're right around the corner from me because I lived in like the most central area. So I just, I don't know. I love their bars. I love the scene. Everyone is so friendly. Everyone is just so good looking too. They have a really fun gay club there called Riches. No, not the Brass Rail. Is that the one you went to with the assless chaps and the hot dogs? No, it's not. So we'll get on that side tangent later. Why don't you finish your thought there? (laughs) So Riches is a gay men's club, but obviously women and men go there. And they have men in just like tidy whities dancing on the stage. So went there one year for one of my friend's birthdays and she got a little tipsy. It was her birthday, obviously. And she reached up to the guy on stage and we were putting like ones in his underwear and she pulled his underwear down trying to like pull his dick out and he was like whoa and i have a video of it. it's really funny but yeah don't do that but enjoy riches (laughs) (laughs) they also have um moe's and that's a really popular place to go for sunday brunch yes bottomless mimosas but like we were saying hillcrest and north park they're two separate communities but they kind of blur the lines in terms of transition from one neighborhood to the next from one block to the other and getting on to what kim was saying over there (laughs) to me she's referencing one time i was out with our friend james who kim's really good friends with just Mm -hmm. as well and we were actually in north park not even hillcrest area (laughs) and we were doing a little bit of bar hopping because north park is famous Famous for their brewery. So I just want to put this out there real quick. If you go to North Park, San Diego's famous for their craft brew scene. A lot of breweries are in North Park. Some of my favorites, Modern Times, Mike Hess, Fall Brewing. Come here. Definitely be sure to check them out. But we were doing a little bit of bar hopping and we went not to a brewery. We actually went to a bar and I forgot what it was called. I want to say maybe it was the Eagle or whatever it was, but we were drawn to it because we saw a sign that they had happy hour special. And I think it was $2 shots or something to that effect, you know, really inexpensive. We go in, see that they have a pool table. We start playing pool. Then all of a sudden James sees that they have free hot dogs. So so some hot dogs are sitting in a little crock pot with water or whatnot. And he makes himself a hot dog. I know. I know. I definitely didn't eat it. And believe me, I like to eat a lot of food. I'm not too judgmental on it, but I was like, no, this is a little too much for me. But nonetheless, James helped himself to some hot dogs. And then he goes, well, a hot dog, I guess. I don't know. (laughs) I don't remember actually, but he helped himself to at least 
a hot dog. Okay. He's like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. He comes back and he's like, oh, I think we're in a gay bar. And I was like, <laughs> really? And then he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I just went to the bathroom and there's like a photo of a guy with assless chaps on. And it's, yeah. He's like, I think, I think we're in a gay bar actually. And then <laughs> one free hot dogs yeah, in a gay bar. <laughs> and, and then once he said that, I finally gave a real good look at the ambiance going on around. And I went to the bathroom myself. I'm like, holy crap. We're in a gay bar and we didn't even, not that it's a big deal or anything like that, but it was just so funny because once he said that, the decor was so obvious that it's like, <laughs> how did I not see this before? But we totally were. But North Park, nonetheless, is one of my favorite areas of San Diego. It's actually really up and coming still because it used to not be a good area, but it's been gentrified recently. And again, a lot of bars, a lot of restaurants. A lot of good restaurants. Yeah. So really up and coming area, but more claim to fame, North Park is going to be the brewery. Yeah. I have two places in North Park that I really love. One is Encontro, amazing restaurant, great for date night. Wednesdays, buy one bottle, get one for a penny. And Red Wings is another gay bar, but really fun. And they do karaoke there. Oh, fun. Well, speaking of bars and restaurants, Kim actually took me to Lips in North Park. For your bachelorette party. For my bachelorette party. And Lips is a restaurant, but we went to the late night show and it is run by drag queens. It's a drag queen show. Yeah. And it was so much fun for my bachelorette party. Mm -hmm. I used to live in North Park and I would go out and party all the time. And they have a wonderful mom and pop Mexican restaurant, Rigobertos, that sells like $5, $6 burritos that are the size of a baby arm. And um, (laughs) those helped me uh, through some long nights. Yeah, I can't believe Mexican food isn't on our list, but... Obviously, if you're in San Diego, you have to hit up one of the many, many Mexican joints we have here. And we're not talking about Taco Bell or something like that. We're We're talking about the mom and pop shops. So one last thing that is in Hillcrest, like I mentioned before in Little Italy, Hillcrest also has their own farmer's market and it's on Sundays and they have organic produce. They have food stalls that are from like around the world and they also have clothing and shopping in that area. One of my favorite things about going to the Hillcrest market and even touching back onto the Little Italy one is getting the food from the food vendors, not even necessarily Mm. the produce. I remember specifically the Hillcrest one. Bernie used to like to go to this one Thai place and they would make coconut pancakes. Yeah, so we would get that and they would actually sell a curry concentrate that was frozen and we Mm -hmm. would make curries with that too. So a lot of good food to be had. If you're visiting San Diego, not staying at an Airbnb and not going to be cooking, you're just like, I don't need produce. Why would I go? One, it's still fun to just be in the atmosphere of the farmer's market, but you can definitely make lunch out of it by sampling the food that they have there. Mm -hmm. All right. Number 13 on our list is Liberty Station. This is, I think it's more more of like a developing area. It was very military for a long time and used, still is. It used to be military barracks, as a matter of fact. Yeah, so you'll still see a lot of influence of military, but they have a newly opened, I guess it's not that new. It's been around for a couple of years now, but it's the Liberty Public Market. And this place is amazing. It's kind of, you can kind of think like Pike's Place Market in Seattle. It's kind of got that vibe, lots of food vendors, stalls, There's a bar. There's a lot of outdoor seating. There's this big wooden ship that you can like sit in and have fun with. It's really chill to go there, get food, get drinks and just hang out. It's family friendly. I'm a big fan. I love it too. I love, I don't know if you guys have tried, they have a Maine's lobster there. So good for lobster rolls and sandwiches. Oh, that's up Kim's alley. 
Yeah, the all seafood. that seafood I love. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely do like Liberty Station. Again, it has the public market that you can go to. Really fun, unique thing here to do in San Diego. But what's really cool and unique about it, like I said, is it is former military barracks. So the former military housing, they've turned into shops, restaurants. So really unique way to experience San Diego in that sense. Really good food in the public market. And one of the more famous breweries to come out of San Diego, more on a national scale, is Stone Brewery. They have a tap room out there. Otherwise, you would have to go maybe 45 minutes north to go to their original one. So if you're not going to be going that far, this is a great place for you to go to their tap room and try all the different variations of Stone beer. They also have Green Park public space that drinking in public is legal to do. Ooh. Bring your own alcohol. I love myself an open alcohol rule. (laughs) (laughs) I forgot to mention this, but also certain areas of Balboa Park have open alcohol legal. Do your research. You learn something new every day, but it doesn't surprise me that Kim's the one sharing this news. It feels like she would be the one to find that out first. So that's our list of 13 There is a number 14 that we want to say is secret San Diego that you can do if you come visit, but even a lot of locals don't necessarily know about it. And it's not one of the must do's, but if you have the time, definitely do it because they're unique things. Consider these your personalized squad tips. Yes. So the first one, Secret San Diego, is the Spruce Street Suspension Bridge. You can Google this and you can figure out where it is, but it's just a random suspension bridge in the middle of, is it Mission Hills? Yeah, Mission Hills area, and it goes over a canyon area. Yeah, it's really cool. It's actually, once you get on it, it's a little shaky, Mm -hmm. and it's like, oop. But it's cool. Check it out. There's another bridge nearby, too. As all suspension bridges are. They're a little bit shaky. (laughs) (laughs) Comes with it, I guess. So Mission Hills is pretty much right between Little Italy and Hillcrest as you're walking up the hill. But there's so many canyons along the way. And so it's really like the suspension bridge is built out in the canyon. Yeah. And that's one thing I just want to articulate to our listeners, too. A lot of people think of San Diego and it's really beachy. And I told you, you go a few miles inland and it could start to get really desert change of climate but san diego is a very very hilly city so yes by the beach it's going to be flat you know ocean sea level but really really hilly so the suspension bridge going through the canyons really nice and then the next one is adobe falls out by san diego state university i think kim's the only one to do this one from our squad yeah. and this is her secret tip this is her squad tip but solo kim tip at the yeah, same time yeah we'll have to go out there because it's really cool so here's what it is you might have to break a law to get there <laughs> Um, Typical Kim. No big deal. Not a big deal. It might be a misdemeanor. So Yeah, breaking and entering. I just want to point (laughs) out the fact that in our episode on how we all met, Kim said I was the bad influence. (laughs) You were in the principal's office for some reason, but you don't remember. But we don't remember. (laughs) But Kim is constantly giving us tips on how to break the law (laughs) and what to do. So I just want to point that out here. Okay, noted. (laughs) So it's by San Diego State University. Like Zaina said, it's in a residential neighborhood. There's a fence. It's already got an opening of the fence. You just have to kind of like squeeze your way through it. And then you walk for maybe about a half a mile through this nature area and you get to a section 
section of rocky waterfall creek like area and all of the rocks are spray painted with art so it's just this colorful beautiful like waterfall area a lot of people do drink out there not saying you should you know you can make your own decisions on that i'm sure kim's taking a white claw (laughs) (laughs) but you'll also see people out there spray painting at the same time too so it's really cool so if you are going to do a little bit of trespassing to get there you're not going to be the only one so point being no one's getting arrested yeah there's there when i went there was a lot of other people there right not too many it wasn't too crowded but yeah you're not alone i mean when you told me about it i googled it and i said i didn't even know this was here in san diego and it looks so cool i really want to go myself actually look it up and check it out yeah we'll take you live as we cross we'll go to adobe falls Falls, and then we'll go ride the roller coaster in mission beach (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a great day any final thoughts on san diego before we get into questions of the week ladies The one thing that I was thinking of when we mentioned Mexican food is we do have California burritos here, and I don't believe that any other place sells California burritos. It's original to San Diego, and all they do is stuff French fries in the burrito. Well, it's basically a carne asada burrito with French fries in it. Pretty much, yeah. But if you come to San Diego, you have to try it because it was made for us. Cotijas has the best California burrito. Mm. Just saying. I'll have to try that one. Mm -hmm. I have a few places that I like a California burrito, but the Mexican food down here is really delicious. But I say this, and I've said it before, I don't know if you all agree, I still think the Mexican food up at home in Northern California is a lot better. And Mm. they just have different style burritos. No, I mean, there's still good food down here. Don't get me wrong. The taco stand has bomb tacos. You guys say tacos El Gordo is -hmm. really good. Oh, I love tacos El Gordo. Mm -mm -mm. So definitely try it down here. Maybe let's make that tip number... uh, 15. Eat some <laughs> right? Mexican food. Some must do. <laughs> Breakfast burritos too. Mm, 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 mm. All right. It's time. Questions, questions of, of the, the week. week. <laughs> 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 okay. Our first question is, what is your favorite thing about San Diego? Ooh, that's so tough to really come up with a favorite. San Diego is just such a beautiful city in terms of weather, to live, lots of social activities, things to do, good restaurants. But I would say my favorite thing about San Diego is that each neighborhood is unique in its own right. So even though you're in the same city, it could be a completely different feel from one neighborhood to the next. And it's always like you're finding something new about San Diego. You know, San Diego is a really big area, but... I love how each neighborhood itself is super small and just how everything is so easy to drive to and from. I also love that we're so close to the border and we can cross Mm -hmm. over into the Tijuana airport and do some easy domestic flights within Mexico. Yeah, definitely. I love San Diego for so many different reasons. One, it's really close to the beaches. If there was something along the beach side, that's my favorite. I would say Sunset Cliffs. I'm also a really big hiker and San Diego has a lot of different hiking trails to offer throughout the city and then also in East San Diego. I love the proximity to the border and I love that there's a lot of different small towns outside of San Diego that are historic like Julian with their apple pies and there's Mm. some really good hiking places and I love how you can drive anywhere in San Diego in like 20 minutes if you're central. Mm -hmm. My favorite thing about San Diego is Kind of what you guys were all saying too. It's a big city, but it still has small town vibes. It's chill. It's not like LA or New York or whatever. I love that. And I love the beaches. Oh, and I love that there's always something to do. There's always an event, a festival, a show. There's just so much shit to do here. I love it. Mm -hmm. I love that our bars give out free hot dogs. 
<laughs> Unfortunately, I haven't been to that one. So another one of our listeners asked us, when is the best time to visit San Diego? Yeah, you would think it'd be summer, but you would be wrong. I think that September is the hottest month in San Diego. Yeah, we're in October right now as we're recording this, and it's 80 degrees. It's been 80 degrees this week. Yes, it has, or more. Which yeah. for most people actually hearing this, they think, oh, they're complain about 80 degrees in October. Well, <laughs> it gets humid. So the months of September, October can be humid during the days, at least in October at night, it definitely does cool down. But the weather in San Diego is pretty much perfect year round. We don't really get a lot of rain. But if you're going to come here, there are some things that you can do in winter time that make it really nice and unique. But for the most part, I would honestly say maybe April to June before it starts to get really, really, really? summery, just, just as a visit in really? terms of temperature. I would right? disagree. I would disagree agree too because we have may gray, may gray. june gloom hard yeah well, i love june gloom so yeah. that's maybe why well, I would I, that's say why that. i was saying people think at the beginning of summer oh it's summer let's go to the beach but it's actually cold and cloudy here yeah i would say august and september if you want real san diego summer vibes are probably the best time to come i still feel people are at the beach it may not be the best as in the sun's beaten down on you but i still think that's a good time but i'm not a beach person living in san diego so that's my <laughs> biased opinion and that's what makes the squad so awesome is we each have our own opinion mm -hmm. on things. Yeah. Fourth of July is an amazing time here. It's so fun. We get a lot of people. The beaches are crazy. But September and October, August even are my favorites. September and October is nice. Love tourists, love traveling, but that's about the time when the tourists leave San Diego, but the mm -hmm. weather's still really nice. And winter is never really, I feel like in the winter, there's two weeks after Christmas that it gets super cold. And then after that, it's fine. But yeah, as Jamal mentioned, it doesn't rain too much. So if you are visiting our beautiful city, please make sure that you conserve the water. Yes. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to our San Diego episode and enjoying our hometown with us. We hope you took some travel tips and we hope you come visit us soon. If you do, hit us up and let's meet up. Please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, tell us what you'd like, and tune in every Travel Tuesday for new episodes. And if you aren't already, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Travel Squad Podcast. Next week, pack your bags and grab your passports because we are telling you all about how to survive a Mexican wedding. Woo! Ay, ay, ay. <laughs> <laughs> ay, caramba. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.